as the food security debate rages on across the globe, the, the crippling effects of the recent droughts has sparked a new report. It's called Southern Africa's Climate Change Conflicts, and it's been released by the African Conflict Monitor. The founding editor of the Monitor, James Hall, deviates slightly from the debate as he looks at the security dangers that are posed by rising temperatures in the African continent. He joins us on the line right now. James, thanks for your time. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. So we've been calling this the the worst drought in years. Some say it's been in decades. How bad is the situation really? It's uh, it's regional. In fact, uh, two regions, East Africa and Southern Africa, every single country has been affected. Uh, we're not talking about just pockets of drought. We're talking about uh, an entire half of a continent that was hit. So uh, this means that countries that used to import food from countries that were not affected by drought uh, had to look for other sources. And uh, natural resources, such as bodies of water, uh, which uh, serve uh, various nations, they're put under stress. And it's a sort of a preview of what's to come. Uh, I believe that we managed the drought this year uh, without uh, any significant conflict, no bloodshed. But if a global warming continues and overpopulation continues, that will put more stress on natural resources. And uh, we will have some complex situations. We, we can mitigate them. We can prevent them. But we have to recognize them before they I mean, some of those signs are already there. South Africa was uh, a net exporter of maize not so long ago, but now we're a net importer of the product that we used to produce in abundance. And and that means that it affects everything down the line, James. It's it's not just the bread, it's the milk, it's the meat, all of the animals that would eat that maize. It really touches everything that, that maize touches. You're oh, saying- yes, you're talking about, yes, you're talking about food inflation, and that has had the effect of uh, individuals and families who are marginally middle class have been pushed back into the impoverished groups, and uh, uh, people are uh, coping any way they can, reducing the number of meals uh, that they uh, take. This has a, a personal and public health uh, consequence, so as you say, it's far-reaching. So I, I want you to try to connect the dots for me, James, because from, from that step, how then do we end up in conflict hotspots? You know, in, in one of your presentations, you even say Lesotho may be the first African country to lose its sovereignty due to global if warming. Indeed, if indeed it already has. Uh, the uh, situation with Lesotho is it has one natural resource, uh, and that is the uh, Lesotho Highlands Water Project. Uh, which was uh, subject to a, um, a treaty with uh, South Africa way back in 1986. Uh, the governments have changed, but the uh, Gauteng's uh, need for that water has uh, risen at the same time uh, that uh, political instability in Lesotho makes the situation very precarious. Now, South Africa has managed to get its way thus far, but uh, at the uh, expense of a lot of worry. Uh, the intention of the British colonialists, as you know, was always to incorporate the Sutu into South Africa, and that did not happen because of political reasons in the 40s. Uh, global warming may make that inevitable now, and uh, that's what I refer to when I say Lesotho may be the first country to lose its national sovereignty because of climate change. So what can governments do in the short term right now to, to mitigate against these, these, these coming effects? Uh, find a little political backbone, a little political will to address these issues, because they can all be addressed. 
for instance, uh, as I say, this is a continent-wide matter. Right now, one of the hot spots is the Blue Nile with uh, uh, Ethiopia building the Renaissance Dam, which Egypt is afraid will um, uh, cut back on its Nile water supply. That may result in bombers blowing up the, um, uh, the dam if uh, things are not handled. And it's also an example of how uh, bilateral negotiations, such as between Ethiopia and Egypt or the Sudan and South Africa, mm. in the future will probably have to be handled by a larger neutral body, perhaps organized by the African Union. James, that handles natural resources. I, I was at the United Nations last year on a fellowship, and, and one of the things that, that Ban Ki-moon reiterated, it was something he said back in 2007 during the Darfur conflict in, in Sudan, and he said it was yes. the first war that was triggered by climate change, and he said there would be more. It sounds like you're saying the same thing. Where are we likely to see more and more conflicts on the continent? We'll see it in like Chad, Cam- Cameroon, uh, Chad and uh, Niger all compete for a uh, diminishing water supply. Uh, we'll see it in Lake Malawi between Tanzania and Malawi. And, you know, Tanzania has already sent gunboats out to shoot at uh, fishing trawlers that uh, come into their territory. Uh, it has to do with uh, uh, governments needing to instill uh, adequate environmental policies, land use policies, population policies. The latter are politically no-go, but they have to be done anyway, and these ways we can mitigate it. As far as tomorrow's conflicts, we can look at the White Nile, which is shared Egypt, South Sudan, Sudan, Uganda, and uh, if uh, climate change diminishes this water supply, there'll be more competition and there'll be more conflict. Uh, Lake Victoria is the same uh, situation. So uh, we look at uh, the major bodies of water. Uh, Some of them seem to be um, uh, safe for now, Congo River, uh, Zambezi. Uh, A lot of them are not. And uh, we have to uh, recognize that if the scientific projections are true, uh, then we will have to uh, plan for these to avoid bloodshed.